right, well, welcome to Chop It Up for this here Thursday Eve, excuse me, Thanksgiving Eve Eve, as we are all getting ready for the holiday that turkeys dread this week. My name is Kevin. This is Chop It Up, where we have the conversations of whatever we talk about in the barbershops, we bring those conversations online in a podcast slash videocast format for your enjoyment, edification, and whatever. Uh, again, my name is Kevin. I'm joined by one of my brothers, two new brothers, and one of our brothers is out today, but we'll talk about that in just a moment. Tori, go ahead and introduce yourself. Yes, sir. Tori Watkins, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Good to be with the fellas. Hey, this is my public service announcement from last week, and I'm going to give it one more time. Y'all listen up because I'm dead serious. If your mac and cheese is dry, you will not in an, enter the kingdom of God. I'm letting you know right now. That is a prerequisite. So if you're making mac and cheese and it's dry, throw it away. I'm telling you, if your mac and cheese is dry, you will not get into the kingdom of God. Just like and me. I co-sign that. Yes, sir. <laughs> Triple co-sign. Yeah. All right. Steve, <laughs> go ahead and introduce yourself there, brother. All right. Appreciate it, brother Kevin. Uh, my name is Steve. I'm here in Edmond, Oklahoma. Um, thank you guys for inviting me on and being a part of uh, Chop It Up this evening. And um, I would also like to say that uh, as far as the mac and cheese goes, you you need to be sure of where you're going because if you show up with dry macaroni and cheese at the wrong gathering, Ooh. you might be on your way. You may be on your way out. Yes, sir. Hey, just let you know. <laughs> y'all, y'all think we playing. Y'all think this is a joke. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. We're trying to help y'all out. Just let All you right. know. Los, introduce yourself, bro. What's up? It's Los, aka Cazo. Government name is actually Carlos Rivera. I <laughs> uh, live in the mid dub by way of NYC. Been out here for 21 years. Uh, excited to be talking about this topic. Is uh, I know I'm sorry I'm too, man. Sorry. Notice why I prefaced that I said I'm uh, by way of NYC, like, like I was on WWF or something. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> throw that right. in there. And and to not only triple cosine but then to add a fourth element on top of that man even if you was late and you got to get the box mac and cheese still make sure it ain't dry season it soup it up a little justice add some whipping cream to it or something some some half and half a little bit extra cheese something some smoked paprika something add something to it at least you have to be creative if you show up with box you you have to be (laughs) because here's the thing you will get demoted to cups napkins and forks next year and and it had to have been something happened to the person that was supposed to do right cheese right they needed you to come up come through in a pinch that's back if you knew you were supposed to make mac and cheese and you went and got the box, we got issues already. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hands and down. That, and that demotion is not to paper goods because you could mess that up. You're getting demoted to ice. <laughs> hey, no, wait a minute. Hold on, time on. You could mess that up too because I don't want no food line ice. It's got to be ready. It's got to be R E D D Y ice or sonic ice. Yes, sir. You can mess up the ice too, bro. Okay, you know what? I need you to bring air. There we go. Just, just bring air. <laughs> just brush show your teeth. Just, just come brush your teeth up. to make sure your air is straight. Just bring air. Hey, and you're not taking the plate home with you. (laughs) All right. So as you know, here on Chop It Up, we cover a wide variety of topics. We do hot takes here. 
Um, we, we, you know, on this show, I've already determined what LeBron's uh, nickname, what his oh his acronym God, is. He's no longer the goat. Again. Not even looking to be the goat. He is the llama. Loves losing along multiple all stars. <laughs> and I'll also say this: he don't want that smoke. He could not okay. be a fireman because he. Know, don't I think you want to say something about that. He, if he wasn't, I was. First, of, first of all. He should have been suspended. I'm not a LeBron apologist. He should have been suspended. I agree with yep. that 100% because it's a flagrant two. I'm sorry. Yep. Whether you meant to or not, it's still a flagrant two. That's what they call. Here's the thing. Kev, Los, Steve, y'all growing up, y'all know dudes that want to fight. They all up in somebody's grill. Then when they're ready, everybody hold, hold me back, hold me back. Then they let him go. They don't do nothing. He was in LeBron's face for a good 30 seconds. Why didn't he do anything then? Don't come charging when you know people are going to hold you back. I'm not saying LeBron was going to whoop him. I'm not saying that. But I'm like, bro, if he wanted to bring the smoke, he would have. He, it was To me, all that was just for show and exhibition. Oh, no, 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 no. I, 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 I know I he was a boxer. Believe- I get the dude is an athlete and he's and he's he's built he's huge. I get that. I, I get it one hundred percent. But there's something to me about a dude that wants to fight, but everybody's holding him back. But when he was right in front of him, he didn't do anything. Then I've seen it my whole life. I'm just I'm just calling it out. I'm not saying it's true, but that's just I'm, what I witnessed. I'm gonna let the other guys jump in on this, but I'm gonna just say this real quick. If you watch it, yes, they're in each other's face. What I've what I believe about LeBron is that he probably said something. Bro, man started tasting his blood. There's a different reaction when I start tasting my blood. I give you that. I give and you so that. So therefore, yeah, you 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 pop off a little. Now I'm coming at you. All of a sudden, you see LeBron start to yes, he moves forward a little, and then he starts to move back. And then when Bro, man is in full rage mode and running around, LeBron is ducking behind AD. Russell's getting his fighting Irish stance, trying okay, to fight. On. He wasn't okay. Let's just, I, I know you hate LeBron. Let's get the terminology right. He was not ducking. Now Westbrook was waiting to square up, though. I'm, I'll so be honest did. with you. There is I don't know if anybody saw the clip. You see what I mean? Westbrook yes. was squaring there, up. There is a clip. There is a clip where he does take some steps back and AD moves in front. Okay, but okay, you're going to call that ducking? Okay, all right. I okay. am. I, I give it to you. Because I'm sorry. Because what? I'm sorry. No, no, you're not. You're not sorry at all. You are not sorry. Just, hey, I, I, I get it. I, I know where you're coming from. I get it. You don't think the llama ducked behind somebody. I get it. Mm-hmm. I don't think he wanted it. No, again, I'm not saying that LeBron wanted it because the dude was a former boxer. The dude knows how to fight. And I'm not even saying that LeBron wanted that smoke. I'm just questioning was the smoke real? That's all I'm saying. That that's a hey, that that's all I'm questioning. I'm not questioning anything about LeBron if he wanted that smoking up. Because guess what? No, he didn't want it. <laughs> if it, if it was real, no, he didn't I'm, want it. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Isaiah Stewart being from Rochester, New York. I'm gonna say I think he he would have brought the smoke. I, I'm saying he wanted it. We'll see. Berman was running. Well, was about to run through tunnels. All right. But yeah, we say hot takes here all the time to make that loop de loop. Yep. Hey, listen, Malice <laughs> at the Palace Part Two. Boy. All right. So the reason one we have to acknowledge Darian, one of our our uh, my brothers who's normally here, had something come up. He couldn't make it though. So we see him next time. Absolutely, D. Hope you're watching, checking it out. But Got this you, one cut. This topic came from um, something I've been saying for a while. A while. Uh, it is. It is kind of, if I were to pursue a doctorate, it would probably be my thesis statement. 
um, in that NWA killed hip hop. All right. Now, let me lay out my qualifications. I am a hip hop head. Okay. From way back with Curtis Blow, you know, uh, Run DMC. Yep. You know, Sugar Hill Gang, the whole thing, right? Yep. All the way up through the 90s, even, you know, even now with gospel hip hop and still some stuff there's still, I'm still looking at Cole. I'm still looking at, at Kendrick, Kendrick as yep. lyricist, yep. right? True. Now, yep. when I say this statement, I know I say it for shock value. Imagine that. Of course. Imagine me saying something for shock value. But when I say that, I'm talking about the culture of hip hop versus the art of rap. And when we look at where hip hop was when NWA came out, the where it where hip hop was when NWA came out, we have not been able to recover that as far as mainstream hip hop. That has now become what we call backpack. Now what we call uh, conscious rap. Now what we call we we kind of shifted it over. And so what we see now as far as hip hop, the culture now, it has become something that is very different than the culture that we saw before NWA came on, on board. Now, recognize the, the value, recognize what they have added to rap, recognize what they brought to just conversation and all of that. But when I say NWA killed hop, hip hop, I am saying that what they destroyed, what they killed, what changed after that, we can't get back. And I think that was the culture that many of us really loved and enjoyed. So do you really think we can't get that back? I'm well, because if we if we have that conversation, because we have to look at why did NWA become as big as they became? Because they were do, 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 we, do we just chime in like we at the barbershop? Oh, yeah, yeah it's, it's, this okay. is just, it's called the shop for a reason. Take oh. it away, brother. It, with, with that statement, it's like you're trying to say that, like in that era that we refer to as the backpack rap era, the golden era, if you will, of hip hop, mm -hmm. that that NWA, if you will, created it. So they killed it because they bought it to a certain plateau. plateau. However, I would really beg to argue to differ on that because there's several other artists that contributed to that era, including NWA. Because if you got to look at it back in that time, that was the height of East-West beef. I mean, we're not even talking about Tim Dog calling him out with F. Compton or anything like that. I mean, let's 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 throw that in the game. But like, you can't really just say that. I mean, if that's what you're saying, that that's what I'm interpreting your words to mean, okay. then then I I cannot agree with that statement on one being invited for the premise and two <laughs> continue talking about this topic because I can't wait to hear it, Captain. <laughs> Can't wait, Steve. You got you got the NWA shirt on. Oh, most definitely. I <laughs> I did that intentionally. I just got this and then mail two days ago. I think it was. But um, did you order it just for the show? For the show. It's for the culture, man. You telling me that but Kevin got some black and blue thing going on, man. I had like NWA was gonna come on back here, boy. Uh, so I'm I'm listening uh, to you, Kevin, and you, you know, just the culture that was present prior to uh, 
I don't know that they killed it, so to speak, more so than they just kind of amplified kind of what was going on and their reality of what was happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the culture that was transformed because of the environment they were living in, uh, if you will, because they 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 really didn't jump out with the whole after police just because they wanted to. It was right. speaking definitely out of their experience mm-hmm. in living, um, just as hip hop was prior to that. When you look at some of you know the mid mid eighties hip hop on the East Coast and even on the West Coast, that was really just talking about life as they were living it. Um, so I, I think the sad thing is, is the culture had shifted to a point to where now the reality that was really happening in the hood was not a reality people really wanted to hear uh, necessarily. And when I say people, I'm talking about mainstream. They didn't want to hear that this is really this is really what's happening. Um, and to your point about can we really get it back? Uh, I'll just stick in the same vein I'm speaking in. It, it's going to be difficult because of where we have transpired in our culture mm-hmm. right now. So w- there has to be a culture shift in order for us to kind of get that back uh, to where it needs to be. And, you know, that's going to take something, you know, obviously far greater than than us just chopping it up. But there is something that's a little bit uh, more. Uh, yeah, I, I have this shirt, but at the same time, um, I I like the fact that they were trendsetters. I'm all about trendsetters, right? Uh, so <clears throat> that's just where I stand on it. Okay. Morris, you are you 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 kind of uh called my tell right there because here's the thing. Because yes, they were storytellers. Yes, they were telling about what's happening. I got introduced now uh, I'm a kid, I'm growing up in Chicago, right? So I I know what we're what we're experiencing. I know what we're experiencing with police. I know what we're experiencing with the hood. I un- I understand all of this, right? Um, I, I point out, for example, KRS One loves going to get you. Talks about the drug game. Talks about that whole thing, right? Um, and then um, this whole uh, I, I forgot which which one it was, but he basically makes the conf- uh, the connection from overseer to officer. So we have these conversations that have been happening in hip hop about police brutality, about drugs, about all of these things. I got introduced to NWA not on the local radio station, local news, not even on not on the local news, not in my peers as far as in the neighborhood that I was living in. I got introduced to NWA at the predominantly white, predominantly Jewish high school that I went to. Okay. So the thing is, is that, like Morris said, the record company saw the opportunity and snuffed out the, essentially stuffed out the, conversa- the conversation. And so whether we realize it or not, I believe that there was a conscious effort, if you will, to take and amplify this quote unquote gangster app. I hate using that term, but that's what it's been termed as, right? Uh, hyping that up, promoting that, pushing that up as opposed to, um, for example, it, and I hate to call out some names because I don't necessarily like their style, if you will, but just for kind of what they stood for. You have like Poor Righteous Teachers and X-Clan and um, um, Arrested Development 
and these groups that are saying, look, this is where we are, but we can get here. We can go better. We can do better. So when you start to see that, all of a sudden now we start to see this, this mentality start to take over that has now been enabled and it didn't come from our, our buying dollars. It didn't come from our, our acknowledgement of this is the way we're going to go. It was, in my opinion, a direction that was forced upon us that was promoted as this is how hip hop is, this is what rap is. And that was all the money was given to. I, I, I could I could comment on that because I like how you touched upon, you know, uh, a couple of artists that you touched upon there because it, it does talk into you know all the record companies and and how it contributes to it. But in the same token, you got to understand that artists are also businessmen and they wouldn't be where they are today if they didn't already know what was going to happen and transpire to be a part of that when they sign the contract. I mean, I mean, let's call it what it is. I mean, you know, you're talking about self-destruction. We're talking about self-destruction. Right. You're talking about We're the West the Coast version game. and all right. that, right? That's all That's all this because that's what the record companies were paying or were willing to pay for at the time mm -hmm. to be able to give that, as you, as you said, as a representation of hip hop, you know, equal to, you know, Curtis Blow in the 80s, you know, uh, Run DMC associated with graffiti, you know, you know, all that stuff on the East Coast vibe. And 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 now now the West Coast was, you know, you know, put, put in their push, right? You know, and it can transition into like your rest of development. And then the South, you know, is, is getting into it, the Midwest. And because, you know, hip hop is, you know, I'll say this because I'm bold and Tori knows I've said it a hundred thousand times. And, Kevin already mentioned it, so I might as well just go ahead and say hip-hop was created in the East. Let's never argue that. But, <laughs> but hip-hop, as Kevin put it, is a music of the people and the culture, right? You know, you just put it back and go back and forth and just reference music artists, you know, the product of the environment, like third base. You just, everybody is a product of their environment putting out what, you know, they see, right? Right. You know, and 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 it's what you know. Again, what what business is willing to pay for, until until something so extreme happens that wakes people up, but then the industry still capitalizes on that too, anyway, right? But as you put it too, it's hip hop is always and always has been and always will be the art of storytelling. Right. And then you said, yeah. I, I agree with you in the statement that the art of storytelling for most artists out there is 100 percent dead. Yes. Mm -hmm. There's and, a handful still out there. That's though. a whole nother show, Kev. I mean, that's a whole nother show. That's a whole nother show. Yeah. But I mean, for this one right here, I mean, I mean, like you, you mentioned a whole bunch of things that, you know, are transpiring all, all at the same time. Right. The 80s. You know, you're talking about, you know, Rodney King and mm -hmm. all this other stuff that happened, you know, uh, Central Park Five. Right. I'll talk about mm -hmm. that because, you know, that's something that's near and dear to my heart because I, I lived in the area. I played mm -hmm. baseball with those dudes. You know what I'm saying? I was I was ingrained in stuff like whereas my brother in that same area of time, something happened to him. But again, back to the music. It. it all that is driven by the music so you know pretty much and back and forth it, it feeds off of one another yeah and and uh i mean i, I was bumping nwa 
on the, on the Upper West Side going to school in Spanish Harlem because that was, as Kev put it, like, look, look, look I'm, I'm in the Upper West Side of Manhattan, which is predominantly Caucasian. <laughs> and I'm the super son banging the, banging the Run DMC tape and the NWA tape on the bus to school, right? And then I'm going to Spanish Harlem where everybody, it's the norm, right? You know, your MTV raps, Fab Five, you know, it's just the vibe. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I feel you. So it's like, but you, you can't, hip hop has just gone through cycles. It's just gone, it's gone through different cycles. There's always been the conscious rap. There's always been the gangster rap. You know, there's always been the backpack rappers and all that stuff, you know, and, and it just kind of every so often the artist comes out and brings that back. Like you said, you know, it, you know, just something to trigger where that movement can just come back. Someone mentioned it earlier, but yeah, I'm gonna let someone else talk, man. I can talk for days about this. I only got an hour. Yeah, so uh, Carlos, you hit on something that that I was thinking of earlier. I was thinking about it earlier today, and I mean we're close to the holidays, so I'm, you know Kev and Carlos knows, and even Steve knows that you know I make comparisons between two different things to make it maybe a little bit easier for not everybody else to understand, but for me. And so I, I did the same thing with this earlier today. Uh, I, I think of uh, Southern cooking. Yeah, you know, I grew up in the South. I grew up in North Carolina. There's been many, many different types of places that have tried to replicate Southern cooking, and they call it Southern cooking. I'm like, okay, yeah, you know what? You kind of nailed, not kind of, you kind of got this right. This is, yeah, but the rest of it, nah, it's a good attempt. It's a good try, but uh, nah, that's not soul food. That's that's not true soul food. Now, there's still remnants out there. There's still places out there that still is still around. But you have too many other people trying to replicate it and make it better or trying to spin it off into their own their their own quote unquote um, variation of it. So I, I think of the hip hop the same way. Um, hip hop. And, and I agree with you, Los and, and Kev, you already said it. For me, it's all about storytelling. And it's always been about that. And that's why there's been a whole lot of junk that I haven't listened to in the past 20, 25 years, because it's not storytelling. It's just a beat and something that's put on repeat. And then I said, I mean, there's it's fluff. That's what I call it. I call it, uh, uh, what's the name of the gum back in the day? Uh, juicy fruit wrap. Uh, that, I mean, you, you chew it for three or four seconds and the flavor's already gone. And so that's the way I that's the way I see it. And that's the way I see a lot of that stuff that's being produced. But you still have people out there like Kendra Lamar. We talked about Common before, lyricist. Um, uh, somebody else mentioned, so I forgot. It, 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 it. It, it went from my mind, but they're still there. It's that, that thread is still there. That stream is still there. That thread of, of true, what we've called hip hop before, which is true lyricists, meaning storytellers, it's there, but it's not the thing that's being advertised. It's not what's being put out there. It's not what's, what's um, uh, being put in the forefront. The people that are true, to wanting hip hop and, and th those there's still a handful of artists that are out there. So I don't, I don't, I think that's why I kind of disagree with the, the, the phrase killed hip hop. I think what it did, it put a light on a different type that they threw the money at. But as far mm -hmm. as true hip hop, like true jazz, true classical music, true R and B that, that thread is still there. It is not the common thing that people are seeing that they're, you know, they're, people are blowing up on Apple Music or videos or whatever, but that thread is still there. So I don't necessarily agree that hip hop has been killed. I just think now the 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 money, 
what society sees and, and what you know we, we talked about Travis Scott before and now all that mess is out there so I, I look at it as being for me I can find those those handful of artists that I will listen to I'm okay yeah you know I'll spend some time listening to that but as far as mainstream that was the word I was looking for the mainstream stuff no it's not there when we grew up that stuff was mainstream meaning we knew about all the I mean we knew about you know, uh, it was Run DMC, Curtis Wyman, and you keep naming uh, Waxmaster, all of them. We knew who they were. Now right. we have to find a little no. bit, not not find or dig, but we we we're selective. It's not many to choose from. I can throw I can throw a dart at a wall with all these names of people that have been doing bubblegum rap for the past 20, 25 years or juicy fruit rap. And I'm not going to listen to it. I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to do a free download. Walk it out. No, walk it out. No, walk it out. You got to think I'm like. I, I, I think black I'm and yellow, like black this, and though, yellow, man. black and yellow, black and yellow. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not doing that mess. No, I think about it like this though, because here, here, here's the other question within this debate. There's a couple of questions here, right? Without without NWA, there's not a lot of artists. Not yes. even just from the West Coast. Yeah. But yeah. would. Would have would gangster rap have taken off as much in the West Coast if it was only Ice T, or if it was only the other cats that were out there at the time representing the West Coast? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the DOC, right? You know, all, all these people inspired other artists from the West Coast, and you talk about that era, that '92, that '93 time frame, where I mean, I don't think hip hop really died. I think it, it, it contributed to it to the fact to where you know we're talking about mention the word conscious rap right well if we look at the word and define the word completely and i'm not going to break, break out a dictionary right now but you know Go we're consciously it. now aware of what this hip-hop vibe is now like in the west coast and what they bring to the table um you also got to think about things like ghost writing ice cube yeah, you know, all the lyrics that were written, everything that was produced. I mean, you know, you want to look at them as gangster rappers or actual businessmen. These dudes knew what they was doing back then, man. And I give credit to them because, you know, I mean, I they are a large part of the inspiration and the reason why I love and still love the game. I mean, I don't love every West Coast artist because of NWA. You know, and I didn't love, you know, that vibe, but, but they started it for me right and then it was like oh let me check out ist let me let me check out doc let me and then and then to the 90s you know you got to bring out other west coast artists that came from there you know you got your snoop dog and then earlier about 20 something minutes ago you mentioned you're just now keeping kendrick lamar without nwa there is no kendrick lamar yeah. there's not a lot of artists that's the i mean and and he is to me too in my opinion one of the select few of the new hybrids and new breeds coming up but you know what? But it's because of what circle they were in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we're just talking about the circle they were in. You, you grew up with Dr. Dre and all these dudes. Like, it, like yeah, it's it's like pun son. Like, you, you expect them not to be able to spit? I mean, like, you're pun son. That's not only a lot of pressure, but it's like it's like ingrained in your DNA somehow. Like, it's just part of you. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yep. Well, I want to hear from Steve because Steve, you oh, I, I know when he put the the comment out there about public enemy is a cycle that we we won't get back. You you pointed at that. I want to hear from you. You've been kind of a little silent right now. I want to hear from you. 
That's no, because he about to drop the thunder in about five minutes. That's why it's <laughs> he's, it's he's good. selective. Um, it's it's a couple of things, man, um, and that I've been thinking on, and and Los touched on it, <clears throat> and I'll touch that first, and it deals with the DOC, uh, who was in the backgrounds writing a lot of those lyrics with uh, NWA on that straight out of Compton. He he was he had a hand in a lot of that, mm-hmm. and if we deal with the what ifs. I, I firmly believe that had he not lost his voice, he would be a bigger topic of conversation. Because yeah, absolutely. When you, if you, if you, as a real hip hop head, if you listen to his one album that mm-hmm. was the bomb, um, beyond just uh, "It's Funky Enough" and uh, "The Doctor," if you listen to the whole thing, uh, and I was of the age when that came out, to where I listened to the whole tape. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of thing. You see, you know, the giftedness that he had, yeah. right? Um, which would have kind of, I think it would have transformed some things. And I think he would have had a bigger voice in what was going on inside of NWA, right? And, but that's a what if. Uh, but back, even back to what Morris talked about with uh, with Public Enemy, uh, I think, I think too, just what they were talking about and what they were really trying to empower the black community to do mm-hmm. and stand for built on some of the things that, you know, from Boogie Down Productions and KRS-One and those guys were talking about. Uh, and you alluded to it earlier, Kev, I think, talking about, um, God, I just lost their, their in my mind, but my brother to the East, X-Clan, X-Clan. things of that, of that nature, um, things that they're talking about. Uh, but P.E. was, you know, Chuck D. was cutting edge. I mean, he was like, you know, he 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 held no punches. And you can see that transition even with Cube stuff, you know, when he left N.W.A. Mm-hmm. and how what he was talking about really was mm-hmm. a conscious effort to unite and rally and some forewarning to uh, right. the powers that be that if we don't get this right, right. this is what we're going to do. You know, right. just like in one of his songs, you know, if we don't do this, we're going to tear this joke up. You mm-hmm. know, and you know, and you know which NWA track pointed that out explicitly as far as that transition you're talking about, Steve. Express yourself. Mm-hmm. That right. I mean, I mean, that was the most consciously based hip-hop song they put out you know what i'm saying yeah. where they're not talking about just craziness you know what i mean right. so yeah I, I think we as a culture have to do a better job of recycling some stuff because there's a message in that stuff right just as we have had um some uh re not recycling but you know art some r&b when it goes back that speak a message some of those songs are still valid they today, are and people still listen oh, to them they are right yeah yeah uh, i saw the comment about america's most wanted but um i i like that one and i like um um golly <laughs> man i'm drawing a blank what was it? Uh, it it'll come back to me i saw a comment about ice cubes america's most wanted being his 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 best predator um, the the predator was nice uh the one that came out in 91 uh, 92 uh and, and if you listen to it and i was listening to it during uh, the Death Floyd stuff, and I was looking at, I was thinking, like, man, everything he's talking about then, right then in 1991, is still our reality now, right? Yeah. Uh, and 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 so all those things are valid. Uh, I think <clears throat> NWA may get that bad rap because 
the, a lot of the things that they were speaking out of in their experience were things that most of the world wasn't aware of that was happening as a result of right. the LAPD. We weren't aware really of all associated of that. With stuff too. Even though, you know, we've, we've encountered stuff on our own right. being in the Midwest, the South or whatever, right. but the level that it was with the LAPD, it's a whole we different level. Of. It's a whole different level. And they brought that to light. I mean, you think yeah. about challenging one of the largest police forces in the country with what you're saying and what are the more corrupt police in the country yeah resistance right it's going to be met with resistance yep yeah uh, yeah. yeah so that's my that's my two cents on that but the public enemy bro yeah we, we won't see a public enemy again um no we won't we won't see that mm -mm. um as much as and and if you notice they're still out there they're still doing stuff but they are getting no pub, no mm -hmm. publicity, no rep, nothing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, which then you know goes back to and, and when, again, let me let me just make it clear. When I say NWA killed hip hop, I again I get their value. I'm not I'm not anti NWA, right? Mm -hmm. I want to make that clear. I am not because <laughs> there were times I was like, especially when I was in Atlanta during the Rodney King riots, Oof. I was right there chanting. Their famous one about the police, right? Mm -hmm. So no, Kev, not you, brother. Yeah, <laughs> you want to talk about corrupt police forces? Atlanta, Chicago, Boy. and L.A.—they are all running that same circle. Yes, there's sir. a there's a there's a B.C. at the end of all of our names. Yeah, <laughs> yes, there is. Yes, there yes, is. That, there. that before Christ is real. People seem yes. to forget <laughs> that, though, man. People seem to forget that. Hey, all four of us. That's right. There's a BC. That's right. <laughs> and and listen, that's good for me, but it's also good for some other folks too. Yes. It's good oh, that there is a that there is a BC and there's an after Christ now. Yeah, you better yes. know it. Yes. Hey. You better know it. Yeah. That's so, real talk, brother. Uh, you know, because that then brings to what we're kind of the side topic of where the the artistry has gone now. And why we have to kind of dig for solid artistry, or solid artistry is few and far between, right? Because we talk about Kendrick, we talk about <laughs> <laughs> we talk about Kendrick, we talk about Cole, right? Kendrick, but that's Cole. That's the one I was looking at. Yeah, yeah. But then, then you got you know who is it talking about mumble rappers? Uh, I think Morris put out a, a thing about mumble rappers. Then you yeah. have these artists that put out songs that are just great for summer hits right but next year you don't know who they are you can't remember right clueless there's so the longevity that we have that we that we look to and we say you know for example the amas just had and i know it's not hip-hop but they just had new edition right yeah new edition is forever a classic group that will forever they will yes. forever when they 65 years old, we still going to be talking about uh, Candy Girl. Candy Girl. That was the song bumping in my head right there. I'm oh, all right. Mm. Yep. But, you know, and I've talked about this with my son. I was like, look, I don't know what's in your generation that you're going to be 10, 20 years from now. Whose stuff are you going to be consistently like every time it comes on? Their album is is hitting. Their album is, is pumping, right? The only one that's close is Bruno Mars right now. I, I mean, yeah. But when we're talking about hip hop, but yeah, that's not hip. Yeah, it's not even close to hip hop. No, like I said, other than the Kendrick, other than than Cole, other than folks like that, 
Yeah. That's it. Before we dive into this, can I make can I can I can I piggyback on what you said earlier too, real quick? There will never also be another NWA just because of the way things are right now. Period. It'll be. I mean, there could be. Oh, the backlash, though. Yeah, but it, right. but it, it comes it with repercussions. Oh yeah. So I just needed to say that because it was on my head because we were talking yeah. about it. You're talking about artists that never will be, and now we're talking about. Another side topic, which is why I had to put myself on mute, just hold myself, man. <laughs> yeah, careful. The FCC has been known to, to just kick me offline every now and then, so be careful what you say. I will definitely keep it PC. Show occasionally too, so but before, be I even go, before I even go there, I know they're not even listening, but I have to give it out to people who are in the realm of the artists that we will be talking about possibly in the next 10 to 15 minutes. So big up to KRS, like you just mentioned, big up to big up to all the founding forefathers of hip hop. Let me just put it like that. Whoever you think your founding forefathers are, we can have another conversation about that later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, so the whole lyrical game, man, boy. You know, you want you, you bottom line for me, whether whether it's whether it's you went through whatever education system you went through, or you were self educated, it all boils down to being educated because i mean you can't put words together if you don't know how to formulate a sentence right grammar i mean if you know what a thesaurus is then your game your money like like i don't know not one lyricist that hasn't done anything outlandish to expand their vocabulary i mean not even outlandish maybe what they would consider that their peers would think would be outlandish but for me it would just be like a normal everyday activity like reading you know, I mean, just just put it out there. Reading is fundamental. Remember those commercials? Yes. R-I-F. Let me spell it out in some sand. Can we mm-hmm. play that commercial right now? I mean, that's just the bottom line. You said it like juicy fruit wrappers. I call it ABC nursery school because I mean, it's, it's there's no and, and get me wrong. It's the thing is I love a lot of music because, mm-hmm. you know, you know, if the beat catches me, I'm going to go, squirrel, what's that? Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to chime in. And then within the first couple of seconds, if I'm not hearing anything that's catching my attention, that's I've already point. backed out and I've already right. started writing my own bars to your beat, period. Just put that out there. I just, I just I think that's what I do. I'll just write to your music. Right. Because mm-hmm. I'd rather write to it than listen to something else I can't tolerate. But it comes down to just that, vocabulary. If your vocabulary is not large or you don't plan to expound on it ever how do you plan on creating a story or painting a verbal picture right otherwise you're just recycling the same verbal picture that you recreated if i can interject los i think uh the, the 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 thing that has done a big detriment to that is the fact that we have a generation of folks that don't use vocabulary in everyday language they don't even you know, in talking and texting and all of that kind of stuff, right. they don't. So they don't even have the the, the the acumen to be able to even just do that in a general conversation, right? I've I've been in conversations and I don't I don't try to throw big words out there at people, but I've used some words that are, I think are real simple, and they're looking at me <laughs> like you're like, what's that mean? What do you mean? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, but if you're picking up your favorite hip hop artist album. 
And he just dropped a word that you never heard of. Shouldn't I mean for me, common sense would be like, what that mean? But here's here's the thing, Carl. It depends on who they're listening to. If they're listening yeah, to but let's cold, say you're talking about we're, we're talking about NWA now and Cube and all them. I and mean, then I mean you that's a different generation vocabulary. I mean, it's not yeah. like they didn't have one. But this, for this generation, it's 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 this I think it's a vicious cycle, right? right. Because I think that we have um music that has influenced the culture and the culture right. influences music. So we have this vicious cycle of I, I just want a beat. I just right. want you to talk about partying. I just want you to I want something that I can I can uh I can do a TikTok dance. Back. Back. I can do right. a TikTok dance I can recite real quick and right. I don't have to really think about what I'm saying, right? With with our generation, there's still stuff that is, you know, for example, when Karis once said um um Put a quarter in you in yourself because you played yourself. There's there's yeah. stuff that is just what I call verbal gymnastics that we we heard and we saw that it's like you had to go back and listen just to catch what you they were rewinding. saying. So what did he just say? Yeah, exactly. There is no rewinding in, in, for in, in my opinion for this generation. It is just if I rewind, it's just because I want to catch the beat again. Right. But there, but there are some, and we've already named their names. Right. It, it's just the thing is, it's not what's being put out there as mainstream. I, and I, Kev, I said it to you and Darian. I was a few weeks back, and I don't know if Los and, and Steve know, but uh, I, we keep bringing up Kendrick Lamar. But the, I, I think about true lyricists that are common back in the day. Mm -hmm. The fact that Kendrick Lamar won a Pulitzer. Mm -hmm. Think about that. That's huge. Right. A rap artist winning a Pulitzer. Mm -hmm. I mean, there as far as a, a writer, anybody in in literary, that is their top award. I mean, that's yeah. that's huge. And the but, fact that we still have young cats out there doing stuff like that to be one to even be considered, two to win it, and and, and I even think of Chance. I mean, we, we've got people out there that are lyricists, but again, they're not what's being put out there. As far as mainstream, it's still there. Mm -hmm. The question is, can that be even uh, can that even be brought to the forefront to where it is mainstream versus what we have out there now? I, I think the answer to that is no, because I, 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 the way the money is being forced, people just want one hit wonders and they want to sell a record, they want to sell an album, they want to sell a single, and get it out there, and, and instead of creating something of substance. I mean, I think of I think of universities now. They want a coach to come in. They don't give them four to five years, which every single coach and a college program should get four to five years. That's just common sense. But if you don't turn a program around in a year or two, I mean, look at Texas. They're talking about firing their coach already. Hasn't he been a season yet? No. Have they lost some games they shouldn't have? Of course. But let them get their people in because they have to have their substance, what's important to them, what they're planning. Unfortunately, with music now, we don't have that. We don't have people putting substance instead of just one song, a whole album. I mean, how many people put out albums and it's just one song that people listen to? No, with NW and all these other people that we've mentioned, we're talking about listening to the whole album. You don't do that. I, mean, I look at Adele. She waited, what, five years to put out another album? But look you at it. What? I mean, there's a lot of substance up, you bring up, in that. You bring up a good point right there because you said you gave, you gave an instance of time. You said five years. So before I touch upon that, I would like to argue the fact that yes, hip hop can return, 
back to what it's we would glory. consider the state that it should be in. And I say that because um, one, we work both for you know technology, right? Technology-driven society company. I mean, let's look at artists like Souls of Mischief, who were like one of the first West Coast artists who tr who transitioned like to the internet game. Right. The internet has allowed a plethora of artists to just go out there. So yeah. like the '80s, and like all the artists that we're talking about, it's a matter of going out there and seeking what it is that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Right. And if you're not willing to seek what you're looking for, then you're not going to find it. Exactly. And it may be in the most oddest of places that you could think of, because, I mean, look at me, you know, like, you know, my vibe is always, you know, 100 percent mainly East Coast vibe. But, you know, there's, you know, all, there's, there's, the, there's the Southern hip hop I like, the certain vibe, there's West, there's Midwest. And there's a lot of different vibes that I like, but they coincide with just my view of what hip hop like we're talking about is and should be if we're you know putting it that way packaging it because like this there's, there's a you know a christian-based hip-hop group uh beautiful eulogy man these dudes right there man just banging production mm -hmm. lyrics for days these dudes is freaking from seattle we're <laughs> like what but but that's the point let's let's look now let's go back to the other coast and talk about some other cats who you know that there's not a lot of that vibe going on nowadays just a lot of art people there's not artists you mm -hmm. said there there's a difference between a rapper and yes and an mc or Those a lyricist yes exactly. you know or, and then and then for that matter take it a step further an artist because you know what in my top 10 is the roots just for the simple fact that these brothers just yes. play their own instrumentation yes. and 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 their artists art is just like beast tell me that dude is not a beast no there is not one new school rapper right now that can touch him period just like another like artists that can't be touched lyrically meth black dog krs1 uh biggie r.i.p pun r.i.p pop r.i.p when you're talking about all those people like uh ice t r.i.p i mean Ice Cube is still up there too. I mean, because he is kind of that foundation of the West Coast. You can't just deny any of that. Like, or, or the DOC or Snoop Dogg or like just a matter of what flavor you're looking for. You know what I mean? And go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I've, I've been wondering and waiting to see when that one name was going to pop up. And with that, I have to ask this question. Where, where would this hip-hop culture be if we wouldn't have lost Pac in 96? Hmm. Because, and I say that because even though he was heavily entrenched at, at, for a moment with death row, he had separated himself, but think about the challenges and the things that Pac was starting to put, put out there and really the, the, the more awakening that he had. Uh, I think it would have it would have done some magnificent things in our culture because I think, I think, I think Pac was changing. How Pac, so? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I personally think he was changing just from his just just his message and what he was talking about. Okay. I mean, listen to his interviews and then just kind of some how he was moving. You know, I think Pac was really really about uh, the the community. Mm -hmm. And and I think he had a bigger voice because yeah, he goes back to what we were talking about earlier. 
Pac was intelligent. Yes. And Pac could, he had the ability to intelligently put somebody in check. Right. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's look, because if you look at Pac's, uh, one, his, his growing up, if I remember his, his mother, if I'm correct, was Black Panther was very active, right? Yeah. Um, as far as social justice, what have you. So you have that. You also have the fact that let's, you know, when we talk about Pac, Pac made the transition from East Coast because remember, he's from Baltimore. Mm -hmm. So he made the transition over to West Coast. So you consider him a West Coast rapper, but at his heart, he 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 rocked with the East Coast, right? He does. He got just to put he got roots in Harlem to put it like that. Like I went to school with like like family of his. Like that's how crazy it's gonna keep talking. So so yeah, you got Pac, you got you have someone who, and, and this goes back to even, you know, you see, and I've talked about this before, you see how Malcolm and Martin start to make this shift towards the, right before they're both taken out, where if they both got on the same page, which is, they were starting to come to the other viewpoint, Malcolm was becoming a little more peaceful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Martin was becoming a little more nah, dude. Let's not do that, right? They're about to so, be in the middle. And it was getting yeah, they hit met in the middle. Stop where that would be, and if Pac had made his full transition to really becoming, because he saw him for himself when he's accused of stuff and how police handled him and what have you. So he's seeing this, and he's starting to say, "Okay, I can party for so long before we got to make some changes, right?" And so, if Pac had been still on the scene. You can't, there's no telling where we might be just from a hip hop social atmosphere type of thing because Pac could speak and he could, um, he was intelligent. So he, and he didn't come, he, he could give the, the thug side, if you will, but he also could come in and, and basically have a conversation with some of the most intelligent people and hold his ground. And his thug side was more in his music than it was in just a general interview exactly. and conversation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was just mu- more of a music persona than than what he actually was. Yeah. All right, so we got like eight minutes. Real quick, you knew this was coming. Oh, top God. five MCs, not in any particular order. <laughs> not in any particular order, and we're not. Ho- we're not. This is not. This is not. Uh, uh one got to go. So this is not like. Thank God. Who you don't name just is out the door. We're just saying, talk about this ain't one gotta go. This is exactly like one gotta go because everybody in their head right now is like, (laughs) okay, you can you can put it that way, but I'm just saying, who are your top five? And and it could change the top ones that you prefer, not saying that the other ones gotta go, right? But if you had to pick your top five, like the ones that you would always want to keep in rotation, that's what he's asking you. You don't have to get rid of everybody else, you can sneak someone in for an honorable mention if you want to. I mean, you've already mentioned one of my top five, which is Black Thought, who I think Black Thought is Black Thought is one of the most underrated rappers, MCs out there. But when he did, was that the one? Because he did like, what, was it 15, 20 minutes of just like without taking a breath of just straight spitting freestyle? Black Thought's one of my guys, one of my top five. Just putting this out there. I'm leaving this to you three, Kev, because you know me. I know this isn't isn't gonna be my forte. So I'm I'm gonna sit back with my my virtual (laughs) bag of popcorn and just listen to y'all go at it. So 
<laughs> and I'll just while you guys are thinking, because I I keep kind of my over there. You got Black Thought, you got Pac, you got Biggie, you got Nas, and you got oh, Aaron. We talk about Biggie. Yet. I mean uh, Rakim. You got Rakim. Those are kind of my top five. Doesn't mean because I still recognize because I love Common, yes. Common Sense, uh, Cube, who still has my favorite uh, this track of all time. Of all time, I'll, I'll, I'll still play that in the gym sometimes just to get myself hyped. Steve, you know what we're talking about. We had that conversation many a day. Oh man, oh man, you know I, I concur with Rakim. I concur with Pac. I'm Cube, and I've I've mentioned his name already because I I really believe in him. I'm I love the DOC. I, mm. I'm just now he don't come up in many people's conversations as sure. when, in this conversation, for sure. but for me, for sure. Um, and I mean, there are others that I can you know I could listen to, and I'm good. I mean, I thought I thought early Snoop was better than what Snoop evolved to. Mm-hmm. Um, in that sense, but man, we they haven't even been thought brought up in this conversation, but we can't we can't I'm, I'm pun intended we cannot make these jokers an outcast I'm with them yeah, you, Andre 3000 is yeah <laughs> yeah three stacks is yeah uh, I got to get credit to them too because I, I know my boy D was watching earlier and like he still has the vinyl. That's one that like we would just bump, just bump. Man, I feel so much. You know what? I'm gonna say I'm just gonna I'm just gonna rip off the band. Are you stressing over there, bro? You all right? <laughs> yeah. Bro, you, you, you know this topic, okay, bro. Man? You know I bleed hip hop. Hey, that's why I said that you would be part of this conversation. You needed to be. Um, first and foremost, just to throw them out there, I gotta say it. Uh, not this is in no order. We just gotta name five. So the yeah, first person yeah. I'm gonna order, uh, I'm gonna name is Pun because of what he represents for all Hispanics in hip hop. Period. I give you that. Uh, mm-hmm. Like that, that dude paved the way for for a lot of cats. I mean, I know technically Fat Joe did. Let's throw that out there too. So I'm not no disrespect to Fat Joey Crack because yeah. that dude right there. Without without him, there is no Pun. But without no pun, there's no terror squad, and uh, that didn't really just take off like it did. Let me just say what it is. Um, and then I got to throw another one that y'all already threw in there, because Rakim is like, like that dude. Like I bought all his albums and would literally stay up and rewind and write down from the tape what this dude was saying, so I can know what bars was like. Mm-hmm. And and like I just liked his flow, bro. Like the, the things he was talking about. It's just like this dude right here just got me in a trance right now, bro. Plus the production. So big, big shout out to Eric B on that too. Because like I said, the beats got a lot to do with it, man. The beats got a lot to do with it. Uh, so that's two, uh, three, and I think y'all met, mentioned him too. I'm gonna have to throw Nas up in there, just because that tape and then cd that both got destroyed and burnt like it was just in heavy rotation like mm-hmm. that was just part of my everyday life just walking mm-hmm. uh that's three uh yeah two more bro 
I know, I know. I'm gonna choose wisely. No, I'm stop. <laughs> Super dramatic, but this is important to me, man. Because there's a lot of artists out there. Um, I'm not gonna say Pac, and I'm not gonna say Big. They, they, they are there. You've been already the five, but like. They're a big part of it, but they're not there for me. If we're really keeping it really real, I gotta, I gotta take it back to just my OG general salute, bus a bus, because come about conscious rap leaders of the new school boy scenario and bus is my that right there. That can get me in the right frame of mind in the beginning. Powerful of the impact boom from the cannon. Trying to read my mind. And then it five out of this is this is, I don't it's probably gonna blow y'all's mind, but maybe not. But number five goes out to MC Search from third base hmm. because it's another group for me. Uh, lyrical production was on point. They, they they spawned off a whole other generation of, of lyrical rappers. And and to me, like I've been a big dude of just doing things that people told me that I couldn't do. And for them, I know it was part of their motivation too. Like you're talking about two Jewish dudes from Brooklyn dropping beats and bars. And I was like, yeah, I'm in these dudes right here. The Cactus album is classic dope. And they, they really set off and continued my... Uh, my journey for real like those dudes are a big influence for me so i i listen all of them that everyone has mentioned definitely i get it yeah gas face right mark uh morris you know i all of them and that's the thing that about about i think our generation that we saw that i with <laughs> my son uh as far as this generation i don't know that they're gonna have the ability to go back and be like uh, XXX Tentacion and uh, and some of these other guys. Not saying that they don't do. I don't. I haven't listened to some of their stuff as far as as in depth. I just know it never caught me. So, all right. Before so, I forget, shameless plug. Big shout out to the Wu Tang too. Wu Tang for life. Wu Tang. Oh, them your boys, bro. <laughs> I'm I'm surprised they want. I was expecting you to say that. I was nah, really man. surprised they wanted because I know how much you are in the Wu Tang. Now that they, they they're there too, man. They're there too, man. But they're they're part of that whole. We just is that whole yeah generation that Kev mentioned that yeah ninety one, ninety two, ninety three. That was yeah. that transition. There was that transition, and and Wu was definitely definitely yeah. there for that. But and yeah. you can't forget, you can't forget Red Man either. I mean, oh Red, nope. EPMD. Let's let's you stop, know. man. Let's yep, stop. Morris. There you go. Listen. Man, I forgot about Eric and Parrish, but that's yes. a whole I never forget about them, dude, bro. <laughs> but, then, but then the other one that was that was uh, what was his name? Keith Murray. Keith oh, Murray, boy, that right? dude, man. That's another show, Kev. That dude, so, he already got. Now so, that's somebody who had me looking in the dictionary at one time because I was like, most beautifulest. See, like, did he make just that up? Like that. Just like that. <laughs> yes. All right, we're hey, gonna wrap it up here. For, go ahead, Steve. You got something? One, to say? Yeah, one last thing. I mean, just I, because I it it deserves 
maybe its own show, maybe sometime or just segment, but just to talk about some of the Christian hip hop artists and really yes. give yeah. that some energy. Yes, one hundred percent. In fact, if you guys are down, let's make that next week. Um, yeah. If you guys are down, and hopefully Darren will be back because I know, hey, I know Darren was just at the um, oh, that's right, mic drop, which yeah, is the documentary Tulsa, right? about gospel hip hop. You know, mm. we can talk about you know um, gospel gangsters and T Bone, SFC, T Bone, T Bone, T Bone. Yeah, that's my dude. I'm telling you, T Bone's my dude, bro. Last street preacher, baby. Hey, all right. So if you guys are down, we'll make that the the topic next week. SFC. Boys, uh, all right, so we'll do that. All right, but that's it for this episode of Chop It Up. Um, again, you can always catch us every Tuesday here on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, um, as well as we now are, we have a podcast that's on the Anchor Network. Uh, and so definitely be checking for us. We'll see you all next time. Have a great one. Be blessed.